You are listening to the Balmetto State Podcast, where we have conversations about all things basketball with a South Carolina flavor. Let's get started and tip off this episode with your host, the head basketball coach at Westwood High School, John Combs. Welcome to the Balmetto State Podcast. Today, we're excited to be joined by my good friend and new Mars Hill head basketball coach, Larry Davis. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, it's... You know, it's always great to have a friend on the podcast, but it's even even better when it's a, a friend and a great basketball coach, you know, like yourself. How does it feel now to go from being a high school head basketball coach to now a college head basketball coach? Well, you shift gears a little bit. Um, and as you know, with, with the high school basketball, you have a, a time where you, you're able to, to work with your team and and things of that nature and just learning all the, the different nuances and rules and guidelines that you have to follow at the high school level. It's like learning, uh, learning the business all over again. But, you know, it's been a first uh, great month. Uh, got our first couple commitments and uh, we're excited about, about where the program is going. What do you feel like your first priorities are and things that you have to do uh, taking over the program? Well, I think as you do take over any program, the first year is you got to develop relationships with um, your your kids, your players. Um, you know, I've been spending a whole lot of time getting to know the guys and having individual meetings. Um, you know, getting to know uh, who they are off the floor, and um, that's been the biggest part of it. Um, and then the other part of it is making sure that you know, the guys that are here. Um, remain eligible, um, and then you got the recruiting piece and assessing the talent that we have and seeing what we need to, to take the program to the next level. Let's just dive a little bit into your season that you just finished up at York Prep. I mean, you had a phenomenal season. Uh, we were fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it, at Westwood High School. To we scrimmaged you guys earlier in the year and saw you play a couple of times, and I thought you did a fantastic job with your program I, I, when you look back on this season uh, how, how do you feel about it well I'm, I'm i'm heartbroken that the season ended the way it did for those young men because they put so much into it um that team i had was uh, you know as, as as great a group of young men as as a coach could ask for um they did everything uh, that, that we asked of them. Uh, they were good kids uh, off the floor. Um, they were model citizens. They, they did what they were supposed to do in the classroom. And, you know, on top of that, you know, uh, you know, coaching the team, you know, you had a lot of guys that bought into what uh, you wanted to do and, and, and what you your style of play was. So, you know, uh, it was just fun to have a group like that. Um, you know, I've uh, had a chance to, to look back on it and reflect on the season. And, you know, to be honest with you, John, I wouldn't have changed anything. Uh, we played a very competitive schedule, which prepared us for the playoffs. Um, we just ran into a team that was better that night than, than we were in great in great collegiate. Well, you guys had a phenomenal season, and that was a really good game that you all had with great collegiate. And 
That's probably one of the better uh, uh, state championship games of the weekend. It was just phenomenally played, and you know, it was good. Two good teams really going at it. Um, and I know it's always difficult to to lose that last game, but you certainly did a a, a great job with your team. How how was it to to coach your sons? Is that something that you did you enjoy all of it? Was it more of a challenge? Or how'd you feel about that? Uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it, and. Uh... You know, I've learned a whole lot from them um, uh, during the course of uh, the time of, of, of coaching them. Um, you know, uh, <clears throat> they're uh, they're two young men that, uh, that that put everything they had into basketball. Um, from you know, getting up in the early mornings and going working out before school to uh, leaving practice and 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 staying extra time to work on. On, on the the craft of the game, and you know when you have two young men that you don't have to you know uh, you don't have to make go in the gym or you don't have to uh, to force them to to enjoy the game and to play the game and, and do the things that prepare them for um, for playing. Uh, it it makes it just just that much enjoyable. But you know uh, they're two young men that that, that competed every night. Um, they played the game with a passion that um, you have to play in order for you to be, you know, a great team. Um, and it, it, it kind of resonated through the rest of the team, you know, with the energy that they played with on the defensive side of the ball and the unselfishness that they showed on the offensive end. Um, you know, I couldn't have asked any 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 better uh, two young men to lead our, to lead our team. You know, who would you say has had the biggest impact on you as a coach? Is there one or two people or is there a group of people? Or how, what would you say to that? I would have to say it's, it's a group of people, um, you know, probably starting from, you know, my mom or, you know, just the support uh, from a support factor and always being that the person to, to, you know, to push me and, um, to to put me in a situation where I could go out and do things that I wanted to do with the game of basketball. Um, and then, you know, from there, my high school coach, who was, always, was like a father figure to me, uh, Fletch Hare, who recently uh, passed, was my prep school coach. The discipline, the detail, um, uh, just the, um, the overall, you know, approach to the game. You know, I learned a whole lot from him, and and then you know my two college coaches, you know Coach Smith, um, and, and Coach Fogler, you know, the preparation for each moment, uh, the preparations for you know the you know playing the game and 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 being ready for every uh, every thing that can be thrown your way in a basketball game, you know they were prepared for it, and. Um, you know, those things are, are can't be taken for granted. And uh, it's funny, he's come to, Coach Fogel's come to a couple of my practices doing, you know, my coaching uh, career. And one of the things that, you know, two of the things that he always says, he, he makes a little joking comments that <laughs> I'd never seen, I never th- thought that Larry Davis would have a team that plays defense the way it does. <laughs> That's that's one of his favorite lines, <laughs> and then he he didn't think that the preparation would be there. He was like, "You are so prepared, like you know your practice from plans from 
you know, the, the detail in your instruction and how you, how you teach the game. He said, it's, you know, it's just, you know, something that I wouldn't have pictured from you when you left college. And, uh, that's you know a testament to to him and what I learned from him and Coach Smith and you know uh, Coach Fogler and I mean uh, Coach uh, Eric and, and Coach Nemitz and uh, I kind of took a little piece of each one of those those gentlemen to try to try to model my game my my coaching career after. Well, I got to agree with Coach Fogler. After you left college, I didn't think I you would be as good of a defensive <laughs> coach as you you are. I mean, you are an outstanding outstanding defensive coach. Your team you know, play solid fundamental defense that most high school teams can't. And I'm envious as a coach. You do a great job on the defensive end, but I, I certainly echo that uh, with Coach Fogler. Um, you know, a lot of people may not know. I think a lot of people do. I mean, like you've already mentioned, you played for, you know, legendary coach, Coach Dean Smith at the University of, South, uh, University of North Carolina while winning a national championship in 1993. And then – you know, later on transferred to the University of South Carolina where you won an SEC championship in 1997. So you've had a, just an incredible career, diverse playing in the SEC, playing in the ACC. You know, how would you compare and contrast playing at North Carolina versus playing at South Carolina and those two different experiences? Um, you know, the experience that I had at North Carolina was basically a, a class. Um, I, you know, I was able to learn things about the game that I didn't know coming into college basketball. Um, you know, we talk about spacing and we talk about, um, you know, timing and execution and, and how important those things are. But, you know, it, it was just one of those things where, you know, it was just like I learned something new every single day during my time in North Carolina. Now, I didn't play as much as I wanted to. But I used that as uh, not only motivation, but I used it as a time to develop my mental part of the game. And it was difficult. And, you know, coming out of high school where, um, you know, you, you had all these accolades and um, you, lead a, you lead the country in the, the nation in scoring. And uh, now you got to go and be uh, the 13th man on a, on a 15-man roster. And... Uh, it's a humbling experience, but, you know, it's one that I wouldn't have changed for anything because it, it helped develop me and in, into the person that I, that I am. And you don't, you know, don't take anything for granted, you know, try to, uh, everything is competitive. Um, you know, if you're going to, you know, do line drills, you'd be the first one to finish in those line drills. You don't, you don't, you know, take plays off and, um, you know, being able to, um, transfer to South Carolina, I was able to then uh, put those things in motion. And, uh, you know, I was able to play with, you know, two two really great guards that we all complemented each other. And, you know, uh, those those things that I learned in North Carolina allowed me the opportunity to apply them at South Carolina and actually help, um, help the Gamecocks get to a first SEC championship in school history. So, you know, it, it all kind of came together full circle. And, uh, you know, everybody has a plan and everybody has a, uh, you know, your, your, your career and your career path is, is already designed for you. 
And uh, yeah, I'm a true believer of that. And I think, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people have, have had the question, why, why didn't you play in the NBA? Well, that wasn't God's intent for me. You know, he was intended for me to be a, a high school coach or a college coach to try to build, try to help young men to reach their goals. And uh, I've had a marvelous time doing it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very rewarding uh, position. And you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, this is obviously a job, but, you know, it's it, when you're having fun doing something you love, it's really not work. No, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, when you transferred from North Carolina to South Carolina, you had to sit out one year back, way back in the ancient days when you had to sit out because you transferred. Now that's gone away. Did you feel like you grew a lot sitting out that one year? Was it really difficult for you, or did it give you time to grow? When you look back on it now, what do you think about during that one year? It was probably the most difficult things. And a lot of people don't know, I went to Fort Union Military Academy out of high school. So it was almost like I sat out two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to post-grad for one year and then going and playing two years in North Carolina and transferring to South Carolina. You know, it gave me an opportunity, another opportunity to to get better. I thought that, you know, the the year that I set out, I I, I gained uh, weight, I got stronger. Um, you know, I was able to compete in practice every day, which those became my games. And a lot of people, you know, you, you look at it and you say, well, you know, how could you say you got better when you didn't play? Well, I I think that, you know, looking at the game of basketball. You get better doing um, your workouts. You get better doing the little things that's going to help you to to make that leap, um, and you know to the next level, wherever that may be. And you know during that time, during that 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 season that I had off, you know I, I was able to grow a whole lot, you know mentally, but also physically as well. And um, you know, uh, it was a it was very rewarding, and in, in, in a way that, you know, um, I was learning uh, Coach Fogler's system, uh, which was not very uh, different than than Coach Smith. There were some things that were were were, were different. There were some a lot of things that were similar, but you know, leaving North Carolina, coming to South Carolina, which Coach Fogler was, you know, one of Coach Smith's disciples. Um, I, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of change that, you know, that I had to become accustomed to. But it was one of those things where I was able to, you know, just like I say, get stronger. Um, I learned uh, terminology because there was some terminology different um, that, that Coach Smith used and, and Coach Fogler used in his program. But I also um, got back to playing my natural position. You know, a lot of people don't realize a lot of when I went to North Carolina, they wanted me to play the one. And I wasn't used to accustomed to playing the point position. So when I got to South Carolina, I was thrust back into my, you know, my normal position. And that was the two and the three. And I was asked to do something that I was accustomed to doing, as opposed to being a facilitator, I became a guy that looked to put the ball in the basket. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, I, it, it was a it was a it was a comfort level for me, so I, I was able to to come in and, and fit in with two guys 
uh, and I say two guys um, because we had more interaction uh, between the three of us than 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 we had with the big guys. And uh, but you know it was uh, it was a lot of fun, um, and and it was something you know that I, I cherish and remember for the rest of my life. Is there a particular game? that sticks out that you remember the most from when you were at South Carolina that you played that you relive in your head that that was just a lot of fun and you you maybe go tell your sons about the about a particular good play or a good game you had there are several games uh the Kentucky game on senior night is always one that comes up uh where Kentucky hadn't lost a game in senior night in I think 40 something years and you know, to go in and, and, and they were ranked, we were ranked uh, to 24,000, 25,000 screaming fans that are rooting against you. And when you walk out of that place, you can hear a pin drop. That is just, it's hard to top. You know, those type of, uh, those type of games is hard to top. But, you know, the Florida game at Florida, um, you know, down 13 with five minutes left and, uh, had your number called several times and you were able to make some, some crucial shots to um, to put us in a situation to where we go on and win a game that was pivotal in the, in the race, in the SEC race. So, you know, those two games, uh, you know, there's some games that I would like to forget. <laughs> uh, you know, the Coppin State game is one of my worst college games ever. Um, but it's etched in history now in, this, in, in NCAA basketball as the number two seed gets knocked off by a 15 seed. So um, those are games that are memorable, but I like to forget them. But it's, it's, those, are, those are the type of games that you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Now, when you see a 15 seed play a two seed, are you pulling for the 15 seed or do you want the two seed to win? Oh, I'm pulling for the 15 seed. I don't want to be the only ones to be remembered by that. <laughs> no, it's, we remember those times very well, just like I remember the, the game at Florida and what you talked about. Um, that was a, an incredible comeback, good win. And, and it's kind of crazy how things come full circle with Eddie Shannon, who played at Florida at the time, now being an assistant coach at the University of South Carolina. Um, you know, and how you and – B.J. Mackey and Melvin Watson are all uh, outstanding coaches. You know, one thing that I, I'll never forget, you know, of course, with the senior night at Kentucky, it being Rick Pitino's last game at Rupp Arena at Kentucky, and he gets tossed out because he just he couldn't yeah. take it anymore. And, you know, I'm sure you probably remember quite well when we landed back in, the, in Columbia uh, later that day how just there were so many people at the airport. I still remember seeing everybody looking out the window at all the fans that were there. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps to remember that. I mean, to have that many people at the airport when you land was it was incredible. I mean, it was you know, just like you say, you're looking out the window and you see three, four thousand people standing at the gates waiting on you to to, to arrive. Um, it's it's heartwarming, and uh, I was glad to be able to to participate in and 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 and. You know, you know, help be a member of a team that brought this, brought the SEC championship to South Carolina. Yeah, it was the first ever team SEC championship in school history. There's certainly a a lot to be proud of, and that was certainly a, a very you know special team uh, for sure. Now that you you're transitioned into being a college coach, 
what are you going to start looking for when you recruit players? Now, what, what are some of the things you look for? Um, you know, uh, of course, you got to be good enough skill-wise. Um, but I, I want tough kids. I want tough kids mentally. I want tough kids physically. I want kids with high IQs, um, kids that are selfless, that are willing to play with other guys. Um, those, that's what I'm mostly looking for. I'm not, you know, I don't care about the, the kid that jumps the highest, and uh, that doesn't do a whole lot for me. I mean, I want to see, you know, obviously that is a is something that the fans love to see, but I've seen a lot of guys that jump, you know, out of the gym and can't make a free throw. So it's, um, you know, we the way we play, uh, we want guys that are tough. We want guys that are willing to defend. Um, we want guys that, that like to share the basketball and that's willing to share the basketball. You know, we like guys that, you know, that that can can make open shots. And you, you notice that I didn't say take open shots. I said <laughs> we want guys that can make open shots because, you know, we want all our guys to be versatile enough to make plays for one another. And then we want to rely on the natural ability to be able to make shots um, for our guys. So. I mean, it's real simple for us. Um, we're, we're, we don't, we're not looking for guys that can, can play one-on-one basketball. Um, it, it helps if you have that, that skill set. Um, but I just think that if we share the basketball, we defend on the other end, take good shots, um, you know, play within ourselves and play together, you know, good things are happen for us because every team that I've been a part of that has been the recipe for success. You know, I've been on the NCAA championship team. I've been on the SEC championship team. I had a team that won the state championship. I had a team that went 27 and one this year. And all of those teams had the same thing in common. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not looking to change anything in terms of that. Um, you know, we're just looking for guys that can continue to do the things that we need them to do to win. And, uh, it's fun. It's fun that way. And I tell people a lot when, you know, it's harder to, to, to scout when you got, you know, five or six guys on your team that can that can hurt you. As opposed to you having one or two It's uh, it's, uh, you know, you know basketball is real simple. You know, you're looking for space. Uh, you're looking for guys that can hit open shots. Um, looking for guys that can stop the other team, the opposing team. And if you can do that at a high clip. Um, you give yourself a, a lot better chance to win basketball games. Here's kind of a two-part question for you. A, do, do you believe you were a tough player when you were in high school? And B, do you believe you can – are you born tough or can you develop toughness as you grow as a basketball player? You know, that's a good question. Um, I consider myself to be a tough player when I was in high school because, you know, um, I had a tough coach. And you had to be tough to play for him. Um, you know, Ernest Nemes, you didn't have, there was no other alternative. You were you were tough or or you get beat up, you know. And, and when I say beat up, not physically, but, you know, um, um, verbally. And uh, you get, and, and your teammates beat you up verbally because it was a standard. It was a culture. And, uh you know, but I think being in, in that situation, um, 
I do think that it can toughness can be developed. Um, but it's, here's the kicker. I think you got to want to be tough. You can't straddle the line. You can't come in and say, you know, I'm a tough guy today. And then tomorrow I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it easy. It's just, you, you gotta, you gotta bring your hard hat every day and you gotta say, you know what, I'm coming in this gym and I'm going to be the toughest guy in here. And when I say tough, I'm going to, it doesn't mean that you're going to just you haul off and slap somebody. I mean, you know, you're going to finish every drill uh, first. You're going to go through everything as hard as you possibly can. You're going to push teammates. You're going to make free throws when, when, when your team needs them. You're going to go in and get the tough rebounds. And no matter who's, how big the guy is that you're, you're battling against, you're going to come out of there with that ball. When that ball is on the floor, it's not a 50-50 ball. I tell my, tell my players all the time, when that ball is on the floor, it's 100% hours. I don't believe in 50-50 because if you're going at it as hard as you possibly can, the other team doesn't have a chance. So um, those are things that you know I think can be developed. And if you're putting drills in, it becomes a part of you know the DNA of your team, which is you know rubs off on everybody else. So I do think it, it can be developed, and uh, I think it should be developed. I mean, I think uh, uh, the game of basketball is 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 one that you know. Yeah. You, you can't win good games or close games without toughness. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I think uh, you've got to be tough to win championships and win at the highest level that you possibly can. I I can't recall seeing a, a high-level team be good with without being tough. And I will say, yeah, as a coach, you've done a phenomenal job with that and you've always done a great job with that. And you know, when you – the one year when you went, it was at Fork Union where you went, correct, for prep school? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that – did how was that when you transitioned from going from Denmark Oil where you averaged 44.7 points per game? That's crazy, Larry. 44.7 <laughs> points per game as a senior. As you mentioned, you led the nation in scoring to then going to Fork Union where – I don't know what you averaged, but I don't think it was 44.7. Not by a long shot. How, how was that the transition from going from one level at Denmark OR to Fork Union, which at the time was considered probably the best prep school in the country? Well, well to be honest with you, I had uh, great players around me. And, uh, you know, Coach Eric did a great job of meshing those guys together. And those, that's one of the things that I talked about earlier about what's important when you come into a new situation is how well you can mesh you, 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 as a coach with your players, but also get that team to be able to mesh together where they like each other, where they don't mind sharing the spotlight. He was remarkable at doing that. And, you know, we when you win games, you know, that way, uh, sharing the basketball and, and playing the game the right way, when you have that success, it validates the reason why you should play that way. So it, we went 28-2, lost two games. And, I, and I'll say this, I've, I've only lost 11 games in my whole high school career, high school and prep career. Wow. Um, 
And, you know, I had great coaching. I had great coaching. I had great teammates. Um, and it wasn't hard. It wasn't a hard transition for me because I liked the guys that I was playing with. You know, and I didn't mind sharing the spotlight with them because I knew that they had goals, you know, that they were capable players. You know, I trust the, my, my teammates. Um, and we all just bought in. It, you know, we we did some things that was uh, team bonding-wise that created a bond. Like I, I ran into a couple guys here recently within the last couple of weeks um, at, at some events doing some recruiting um, tournaments. And uh, we still laugh and joke about some of the things that, that transpired during the time we were at Fort Kennedy. Um, matter of fact, just Saturday I was at an event and I ran into Nate Wilborn. And we, he came over and we sat at the table and we laughed and we joked about, you know, a lot of things. You know, he was talking about the screens, he said. And and I, and I was laughing. I said, listen, and nobody set screens like Nate Wilborn. I mean, it, I, I had, you know, an hour to get my shot off after coming off of one of Nate's screens. And he said, well, I, he said, I could, he said, he, he made a joke. He said, well, I can, I can. Uh, hold a screen because I know I wasn't getting the ball. <laughs> he said, so I can, I can hold a screen a little longer since I didn't know I had to turn around and, and look for a pass. So, uh, you know, joking and, and, and laughing with the guys about, about that and, you know, sharing those experiences of, you know, going in the rough arena and uh, down at Florida and, you know, going to Cincinnati on the road when they're number you know, three in the country at the time or four or something like that and to knock them off at their place. And, you know, we've had some really, really good quality wins against some really good teams that made my my experiences playing the game of basketball a lot of fun with those guys. And those are memories that, that will always be shared with us. No, absolutely. I mean, I remember that Cincinnati game very well. I want to say the team hit – 12 or 15 threes, something crazy, something ridiculous. Yeah, and, yeah we were on fire. <laughs> and, 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 uh, their players were not. And I, I just remember that was such a, a quality win. And just I don't think a lot of people there at the Shoemaker Center there at uh, Cincinnati really had any idea that we were going to win. And um, I, I think we played really well from start to finish. You know, talking about seeing guys and remembering old times, how much do you remember or think about that time when it was 1996? Uh, we went over and did the Finland and Sweden tour um, that particular year before that SEC championship season. What did you think about that? I thought that was um, the beginning of, of, of the rebuild of Carolina basketball be honest with you. I think it was that big um, to be able to mesh with those guys and spend time with them to get to know them um, away from basketball, um, you know, staying up late at night, you know, playing cards, um, you know, experiencing uh, moments where we share history together. Like some of the places that we've, we've been to were places that you read in, in books and you studied in in your studies in school and to be able to, to be able to see those things uh, up close and personal, you know, it was, and, and to share it with those guys was something magical. And I think, you know, we earned trust from one another 
I thought we uh, we we were able to develop a team bond and a team chemistry that um, that allowed us to have success, uh, not in the beginning of the year, but to be able to bounce back and uh, and have the the season that we did in the SEC in 1997. But you know, I I, I think you know that was a learning lesson for me. You know, and I do it with my players. You know, I try to, you know, have times during the season where we just, you know, we we do things together, whether, you know, it's a bowling outing or whether it's, you know, golf carting or, or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, I try to do something with them so they can see a side of me outside of basketball. And uh, because I am hard to play for, I will, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm going to get in those guys and, Demand that they do things with the discipline and and the and the timing and the spacing that we need for our team to be successful. And you know, uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. But you know, I love my players. Um, I love my players. Like each one of them was, you know, like I, you know, helped, you know, gave birth or took part in, you know, them them being born. And uh, you know, that's that's it's special to me. But you know, it's uh, it's it, those are memories that's just gonna be with you for the rest of your life, and um, for me to be able to share it, not only with those young men, but to share it with my own sons has has been magical for me as a high school coach. You know, and I know you you get into your players and you coach them hard, but I also know you're really good at developing relationships with your guys, and that allows you to coach them hard. At least that's in my opinion. Do you agree with that? Yes, it does. Also, I got to ask, does. I got to ask on that trip when we went to Finland and Sweden, wasn't it you and Donnie Matthews that left the international part of the airport or am, yeah, am I crazy? Yeah, it was, it was, it was. And, and Donnie and I laughed about that here recently. Uh, you know, we almost got left in Europe and, uh, you know, hey, Coach Fogel, he, he said it, too. He said, I should have left your asses, you know. But then he would have had to explain it to Big Mama, so I don't think he was ready for that. <laughs> no, I, I, that's just something I remember. Jeff Parsons and just trying to find you, get just get you. I yeah. guess y'all wanted to get something to eat or something. We went to get something to eat and, and got locked out of the, the terminal and couldn't get back in, security clearance and all that. I was like, oh, my gosh, man. It was Donnie's fault because he's the one that didn't get anything to eat, and I just went with him. I completely – I mean, I, I remember that because I remember the, the airport. They had guys walking around with machine guns. And yes, they did. It was just – Yes, they did. It was my first time out of the country. Such It was such an eye-opening experience. But I, I agree with you. Like, I try to do things with my teams where I get them away from a normal environment. I think travel, going on the road – where you're able to spend time with each other, I think is such a an awesome time to build chemistry with your team and to build trust and to get to know each other, get to see coaches in a different light. I mean, I still remember obviously the, the cruise ship on the Finland and Sweden yes. tour. And I, yeah. I remember seeing Coach Lebo and Coach Cooper and them in the disco that night at the on the cruise ship. I mean, it was just such a unique experience that I think built up, um, just built up a great rapport with the team. And you know, that's one thing I, I certainly took from that time how they developed a 
a family atmosphere towards that. Well, we'll start to wind this down, Larry. You know, I could go on talking basketball and our, our experiences for a long time. You know, no, this has been fun. What would, how do you want to be remembered as a basketball coach? Um, as a coach that got the most out of his athletes on and off the field, um, that had great respect for the game and those that came before him, and a person that was a sponge to the game. Um, I'm always looking for creative ideas to become better as a coach to put uh, to to put guys in better situations to to be able to be successful. So I'm I'm always calling you know head coaches. Um, uh, I spoke with Steve Smith uh, from you know from Florida State here recently, and we had a long conversation. Yeah, I talked to Coach Fogler uh, on you know um, you know often, and uh, you know I, yeah, I picked the brain of a lot of guys who who've done the job prior to me being in the position that I am, and uh, you know I'm I'm constantly trying to get better, constantly trying to get better, constantly. Uh, challenging, um, looking for a different challenge, and not only that, challenging my my, my young men to be better, uh, not only as as athletes but better young men as well. So, um, in a nutshell, that's that's pretty much what 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 I want to be remembered as when it comes to the game. Just somebody that um, that loved the game and and loved to um, to get better and and learn and uh, teach. And, uh, and also getting the most out of his, his players. Well, I think that's awesome. Well, we're going to end with just a, a few short rapid-fire questions. Just have a little fun with it. Who is, gotcha. a, who is a player you coached against that you would have loved to have coached? A player that I played against. But I would love to have coached. Yeah, you either coached against or you maybe played against them when you were in college. Somebody you would have you would have liked to have coached. Uh, I would have to say G.G. Jackson. Okay. Uh, just you know, a couple of years ago, we played them in in uh, in Columbia, and just to see the evolution of them you know, over the last couple of years, it was. Has been tremendous. I mean, he does it all, and uh, he'd be a he'd be a tough, uh, tough matchup for anybody. Yeah, you're right. His growth and maturation over the years has been outstanding. Who is someone you would love to just to sit down and share a meal with and have a conversation with? Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Leadership, his leadership and his ability to get people to follow is uh, second to none. Wow, I mean, that's uh, it's certainly hard to argue with that. All right, when you get home at night off of recruiting or after a tough practice or a game and you're turning on the TV, there's no sports on, but you got to watch something else on TV. What are you watching? Is there a show that you like to watch or – favorite series you have uh 
I would have to say Law and Order, CSI. I love mystery and uh, you know figuring out crime scenes and who did this and who did what. I like uh, watching that. It's funny. Me and my uh, one, my my youngest twin, actually love to watch stuff like CSI and and. Uh, and Kendall loves to watch like CSI and uh, SUV, um, you know, stuff like that. And I, I guess we got it honest. Well, that's that's great. Well, Larry, thank you very much uh, for your time uh, tonight. It was certainly a, a blessing to have you. And, you know, we're certainly excited to see what uh, Mars Hill University basketball looks like in the coming years under your leadership. Thank you, John, for having me. And uh, you guys are more than welcome to come. We have a uh, elite camp uh, coming up. We have uh, a team camp coming up. And for all your listeners out there who are looking for a competitive um, a team camp or you know an elite camp, that's that's going to be very detailed and um, give you an opportunity to showcase your talents in front of a you know um, good a good university, a great university, and uh, an up-and-coming team. Uh, love to have you. And uh, you, know, you can go online and find that information on our website. You've been listening to the Balmetto State Podcast. We would love to connect with you on social media and hear what you think. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by going to at Balmetto State. 